We're live now, so sweet. Don't mess up. Okay. I'm sure I will. <laughs> You've seen that. Plus grass is miserable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is uh it's like that that family guy episode where Peter has Michael McDonald following him around just <laughs> singing everything. <laughs> Um, I think that's why we uh, we started playing golf together because every time you'd mess up, I'd start like singing the words that you were saying, and, and then I got worse and worse <laughs> and worse. <laughs> this is Greg Kimball with the Final Percent Podcast, and today I'm with Matt Rao. He's the owner and founder of Plushgrass, and some of the things that they do is they make playgrounds safe. They make uh, uh, we we actually just heard an amazing story of Joe Downs kind of saving this woman's allergies. Uh, she had no idea what she was going, uh, what was going on, and uh, it turns out that she was allergic to grass, which I don't, I've actually never heard of that. And uh, uh, he told the story in an amazing way, where she was actually able to hang out with friends and family who were coming in town, and they were able to leave the the doors and windows open. And what we kind of realized is, you guys create environments that. Uh, give you the look and feel of, of grass and things that are associated with it that uh, are not really possible without the, uh, the Wizard of Oz, as I so eloquently put you earlier. And, <laughs> and you have this idea of putting kind of the art into artificial turf. Um, and so maybe I'll swing it over to you and you just kind of tell me, like, why did you start plush grass how long have you guys been around and uh, where are you going right now so that people can kind of understand who is the wizard of oz of all of this plush plush grass, <sighs> grass yeah <laughs> you know interesting you know that it's not just um you would never know this but it's not just uh humans that are allergic to grass a lot of our pet owners dogs are allergic to grass which is interesting isn't that uh a crazy. I, I don't know what God was thinking when he, when he, when he allowed that to happen. It's kind of mean. Because <laughs> I mean, they are animals, right? They're supposed to be outside in theory, but <laughs> somehow they've they've grown allergies. So we're we're finding that more and more. But you know, um, I I got into artificial turf. Um, just I was in golf construction uh, in the in the mid mid to late nineties, and and uh, um. Really, really interested in the golf side of, of of my business at the time, and and I had an opportunity to 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 join an organization and and uh, use my design skills and my, and what I knew about golf design um, in 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 a residential area, mm-hmm. and it's it's become a lot bigger than that now since then. But um, uh, ironically, the, the the materials we had back then we thought were great. That's, that's all we had available was uh, you know the the football field grass. Basically, we were putting in people's yards, and mm. there was some crazy put, what they called putting green that we you know made work. <laughs> and and if you don't know any better, you know that's that's what you have to work with. You think it's awesome, but yeah. the, the, it's gone it's gone so far in the last twenty years. Yeah. And so um, plush grass started twelve years ago. Um, uh, once I was I, I was part of a franchise at, at the beginning and, and broke free from that and oh, okay. created plush grass and so now uh, with technology and and how realistic things are uh, with the grasses and and how we can make putting greens react like a real green um, you know that's kind of a funny way to even if you're if you're a golfer and, or or you watch golf on TV you t- you hear them talk about how on the first day of the 
the you know the the tournament the greens were reactive and by the third the fourth day they're hard yeah. as a rock and yeah. they so I mean that I've always thought it was funny being a golfer and I'm a scratch golfer myself um, we make putting greens as realistic as we can and as fast as we can but it just depends on what your background is and where yeah. you play and, and so we can customize a green to fit whatever situation you want basically yeah. but then it's going to stay that way it's not going to react uh, with the re- elements yeah so. react with the elements yeah. and, and, you know, so it's it's um, well that that it's definitely has cool. to that has to give you a very unique perspective on i mean i have to imagine that in the world of artificial grass and everything. A lot of people get taught how uh, to install, and they get they get taught to to do things a certain way. But they're not they're coming from the perspective of maybe someone who is in the landscape part of it, and they are like, "Ooh, I really want to go into this kind of niche market," but they're not a golfer, and so they're not looking at it through a golfer's eyes. Absolutely, uh, and, and you know. Um you hit it on the head. When I first got into the business and I was trained by somebody who was obviously not a golfer, and then I got thrown into a project that I won't get into right now, but it, uh, it the, the, the people that were, were, <laughs> were, were helping me try to put this project together, they were accountants and they were, uh. you know, bankers and things like that. And they, they knew, they knew nothing about, they knew, they knew about how to play golf but they didn't know how to make the artificial turf work. And I knew that. Being new in the business at the time, mm-hmm. I'm like, this has got to be done better. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, those those first three, four years that I was in in the artificial turf business, learning how these guys were telling me how to do putting greens was off the charts wrong. Mm-hmm. And and I knew it. And so it's taken trial and error through the, you know, the, the next 15 years to figure out, to take the materials that we have available, mm-hmm. try to work with the manufacturers to make them as you know better. But then I had to figure out on my own with some of my colleagues around the country as well. But we've figured out how to make these systems as close as possible to what people would quote unquote say is a real green. But that again, so cool. it's 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 so temperamental. On 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 uh, you know I play co- all different courses throughout the Front Range here and. One course will be a 12 on the stint meter, one's a nine. And so, you know, again, the, the cool part is we can customize it to, for instance, if somebody's got, he plays at Cherry Hills, we can try to mimic. Now, their greens change too, right, throughout yeah, the season. Absolutely. But we can try to mimic whatever, you Kind know, of they, what their, their best case scenario yes, is going to be. Yeah, so. You know, full disclosure, I'm actually getting a green done in my basement from Matt and in why I chose Matt, well, it's kind of a funny story how we met. Um, I met Matt through two different ways. Uh, one, we have a mutual friend, Steve Conder, and uh, Steve was telling me about this really great golfer, and I love golf. And he was saying, you got to play golf with him, you got to play golf with him, you got to play golf with him. We finally met out at uh, a lake that you live on, and, and, and Steve lives there as well. And, uh, and then we both joined TPC, so we ended up going out there, kind of having fun, and uh, little did Matt know, I, I didn't really know much about Matt, um, or I guess if I'm talking to you guys, it's Matt. If I'm talking to you, it's you. Um, <laughs> but uh, I didn't really know much about you. And the thing that made me really trust you, because you didn't know this, but I actually had, and I could pull up the emails, 
I had three companies competing for my bid on who I was going to go with. And because I'm like, I'm so passionate about things I do right when that first night that we met and we started talking golf and I saw how excited you got about golf and then everything came back into a putting green and I immediately, I made that connection too. And then unfortunately I was like, okay, well how much is, this sounds pretty involved. <laughs> and I, I said, well, how much is this thing going to cost me? And you said a couple things that struck me. You said, number one, every project's different, but number two is I'm not going to be the best price, but I'm going to be the best value. And that's something that made me really excited because as an entrepreneur myself, I was thinking to myself, okay, well, he's talking my language, which means it's probably pretty expensive. <laughs> um, and uh, it just, it got me excited about having a, uh, a putting green in my basement, which I'm not sure if that translates over to my wife being as excited as, <laughs> as I am. Well, that's, you know, that's the, that's the challenge that we all have, right? But, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, and I'm still, I'm still working on you doing one in your backyard as well. Oh, I, <laughs> I want, I, I, we'll, I, st we'll start out with the small one. Though. Well, so one of the things that, so Matt and I got to talking on a golf course and I said, okay, well I have this dock and this dock would be a lot cooler if it was actually a floating green. And you're like, I could figure that out. And, <laughs> yeah. instead, and, that's, and that's like one of the things where this guy just seems like challenges, I mean, challenges yeah, no, excite chal you. Challenges, uh, you know, the one thing that, um, you know, I don't like talking high about myself, but I, 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 the more challenging, the better they always turn out. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not scared to build anything anywhere. So and, awesome. and, you know, a lot of, a lot of these greens, we just, we built one, um, this spring, it was on the side of a cliff and, and, uh, you know, when I was, um, dealing with the architect and the, and the homeowner, they were, they were like, how in the world is he going to build a putting green here? And I, you know, I saw it immediately when I was out there and it, it's a lot of work, but I'll tell you what, it turned out to be a masterpiece. And, and one of my, you know, one of my favorite, I would say in my top 10 that, uh, I've ever done. And so I'm always looking for a challenge. It's, That's it's awesome. more, more, you know, the, the, the ones that are obvious in the, in somebody's, um, backyard in a little patio setting or whatever, they're great too. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Sometimes that's that's all you have to work with. But mm -hmm. when you have some space to really do something cool, mm -hmm. um, that's when when my juices get flowing. And and uh, I love coming up with a concept for somebody. And then I always tell them that we're going to take this concept and it's going to be ten times better by the time it's done because we we really sculpt it when we're out there in the field. That's I mean, awesome. we we can see you you can have a vision and and you know I can I can do some renderings for you and you can get an idea, but it's really when we're out there and we like to work with, we're going to work with you when we build a green and we, we don't want you to be a distant partner in the, in, mm -hmm. in those situations. We want, I'm going to, you know, typically we rough it out and then we start, we will change it. If it's not going to work or, or we think we can make it better, we're going to make it better every time. I, I walk into a backyard and, and I'm, I'm the guy that I, I I'm going to build something that I would build for myself. And awesome. so, um, you know, and, and a lot of times that we're, we're a little bit limited with budget and, and, um, sometimes we stray over it a little bit and sometimes we, we you know, we can, we can undercut it, but I don't want to build you something that you're going to be bored with. I want to build you something that you're looking forward to getting out there and, and practicing and your game gets better. It's just, it's a fact when yeah. you're out there 
the short game is the biggest part of you know. You're so you're saying if you putt better, you actually are a better golfer. <laughs> well, the most right. How many? <laughs> yeah, how many strokes? How do many you strokes do? are putter? I always think it's funny that uh, you know people are beating balls on the range all the time, but they really should be hundred and in. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely. So. Well, I unfortunately Matt has seen my game. We've golfed a couple times and. And he knows that my putting leaves something to be desired, and he's helping me with it. I'm can, not gonna lie. <laughs> he's he's one of these guys that I can I can pretty much if we wanted to put the the price on if his putting's gonna get better, he's gonna be paying a lot of money for his putting green because it's gonna get better. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's well, got nowhere to go but up. Uh, no, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay, so a lot of a lot of my listeners are um, business owners, entrepreneurs. So. Let's talk a little bit about the Plushgrass brand. Uh, the company's 12 years old, mm-hmm. um, and obviously you – I heard – I think someone was saying you started in your garage. Mm-hmm. So um, the company that puts you in, Harley-Davidson, Amazon, Apple, Dell, IBM, I think you're, you've got nowhere to go but up. <laughs> um, but uh, if we go from the garage, we're in a great office here, but you're actually getting ready to move. How do you – what what is like let's say like Matt's top three things in running and building a business? Okay, well, you everybody so far you can tell my passion is building these really cool putting greens. Absolutely, but, you know the the, the 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 staple in our business is really the 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 backyards the the problem solving issues where people have pets, um, playgrounds aren't safe in certain situations, so we're able to fix those. Those are those are passionate for me too, but um, we're also trying to. What I see is this business, this this industry is mm-hmm. is growing rapidly, and there's a lot of people that are trying to get get into this space right now, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that don't understand what they're doing, mm-hmm. and and really that doesn't give anybody a good name when 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 you know um, people are coming in, and we get a lot of calls that. that it's no fault of their own other than they haven't been trained correctly mm-hmm. that uh, they're not putting it in right. Mm-hmm. And so they call us to try to fix it. And a lot of times it costs the customer a lot more money to fix it. And so we're creating an atmosphere where we, we're, we're trying to partner with anybody who is interested in, in, in the artificial turf world. Mm-hmm. And so we're building a bigger facility where we're going to help with some training. You know, we're going to start doing some training things on a monthly basis and so I'm passionate about making this industry r- well-rounded. There's all mm-hmm. sorts of angles right now. We have mm-hmm. holes in our cheese, so <laughs> to speak. So let's 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 uh, you know let's let's try to work together a little bit. And and uh, so we're gonna have a store that we uh, we offer products, obviously, but we also offer knowledge. And, mm-hmm. and we don't want uh, even our competitors. We hope that uh, they look at us as an ally, not a not a enemy. So all right, well. That's great, but you didn't answer my question. How did you get from a garage oh. <laughs> to here? Like, obviously, you're passionate. You've got all of these, these, these training things. Because I'm obviously I'm in the school space too. So I did kind of a similar thing where I I realized like, look, you know what? With the way the industry is going for me, and I was competing against all of these home studios, and I said, well. Look, if we can't compete on price with those guys, let's teach them how to do it properly. So we actually right. have very similar models, but I know that if you dig into my entrepreneur story 
and you go back to my 400 square foot place and me being homeless and all of these different things. Like, what are your, like in business, a lot of people call them a pivot point. Okay. It's something where you, you changed, your thinking changed, your, like you had your first real explosion. Like, what are some of the things that through the years, from a business standpoint, like there's someone out there who's trying to start a cookie business, they're starting a, 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 a landscaping business, they're starting a tire, but whatever the business is, what is some advice you can give to them on saying, hey, if you're in your garage now, don't make these mistakes because I did it. Hey, if you're in a building like this right now, don't make these mistakes because I did it. Just right. so that we can kind of give back to the entrepreneur community and help them understand how to get to where we're at, maybe just a little bit faster than it took us. Sure, sure. Well, you know, um, I was fortunate to be able to, what I, you know, my, my wife was working uh, when I was starting this out and it was tough. I mean, um, getting your name out there is always tough, but I, I was, I was, I was try I was putting the money back into the business constantly, mm -hmm. constantly buying new equipment. But but I think the the biggest reason why we've had success here at Plushgrass is is our customers. When we had problems, we made sure we fixed them. And, mm -hmm. and I think what I see with a lot of the startup turf companies, especially when it comes to putting greens, um, they're they're. They'll go in, they don't do it right, and they, they're constantly getting service calls, and they just, they, they've run out of money, they can't, they can't, they just, they give up on it. And we just didn't do that. We, if, if we had a problem, I mean, with taking a loss, whatever, there was many jobs, you know, as I was learning, remember I told you, I had a learning curve with these putting greens. And this is, some of this is before plush grass, mm -hmm. some of the learning curve stuff before it actually became plush grass. But, um, you know, we, we, um, we were always there for our customer, and, and we made sure that even at a lot of times thousands and thousands of dollars of loss, we, we made sure we were, we were right. So a lot of referrals come out of that when you, when you mm -hmm. take care of somebody and you're not, you know. But, I mean, the, um, customer service I'm not sure maybe is I'm, basically yeah, what you're saying. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, it, without sounding boring and Well, the, pro cliche, the problem is, but, I mean, if you look in this industry with, with Amazon and Facebook and all of them, I mean, we're we're getting to a point to where customer service is almost weird. It is. So yeah. the the fact that you do customer service, because I mean, you and I were talking a little bit earlier. There was there was a job you were doing. The customer um, needed something fixed, and so they called first number on Google, and it was one of these national brands, and uh, it was they were piecing everything together. Well, this contractor, this person, this person, this person, and then someone who owned another school, I, I believe, called and said, well, why don't you just do it all in-house? All in and it kind of goes back to a lot of people don't want to do that because they're just like, I only do this. I don't want to deal with the art. Well, I only do the art. I don't want to deal with this. Right, right. And so customer service, as, as I know that a lot of people will be like, well, duh, customer service. Um, it's, it's actually, it actually is kind of weird. And, it's, and because people think it's a canned response, they, they say, oh, well, it, it's boring. But it's actually not. And, and I think people forget about it, especially, especially in e-commerce, where you just order something. I mean, have you ever tried to call Amazon? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, Amazon will literally just give you all your money back before they'll want to talk to you on the phone. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. So human contact is... And I've, I've met your uh, uh, chief strategy officer, Joe who's about the most personable person on the planet. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I, I could tell immediately that customer service was 
and is a, a very high point. So outside of customer service, let's, I, I want you to give me two more things. What, is, what are the things that you did along the way that got you here today? Well, you know, again, there, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to explain. Um, it, and I've tried for years to replace myself. But I've done some very, very elaborate golf, golf projects along the way. And, and those are not – those are really hard, I've found – um, you know, again, not trying to replace myself, but to find somebody that that has a vision yeah. to to make things um, the way that that I that I can craft mm-hmm. them is is really difficult because, um, um, and I, it, along the way, I've I've been able to use a lot of the stuff that I've done in the past to help with marketing and to help people see mm-hmm. kind of kind of what we we can offer them and. Um, that's really, really helped, and that, and that has a lot to do with my experience. Um, you know, we 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 take people through a more of a process where some of these, some of some of my competitors don't really do that. It's more of a yeah, we can build you a putting mm-hmm. green. Here's a circle, and you know, we're gonna put a couple holes in here. And I take them through more of a uh, of an of an art um, an art form, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not the right word, but um, you know, where I give them a visual and then from there we work with the customer and that, you know, that's just turned into a lot. I mean, I know it's maybe sounding in the same regard, but that's turned into a lot of really nice referral business well, it's, along it's, the way. It's funny. I already figured out what it was. Okay. So we're going to, so for all the people listening and not watching the YouTube, I'm looking at the camera right now. And, and this is when we say that Matt is one of those guys who always has to give you a reason to, to, for, for him why he's saying something because I can speak from personal experience that he's one of the most humble, genuine people that I know. He will not talk about himself. So let's just go over the first two things. Number one, the, the very first thing was customer service. I treat my customers better than anybody in my industry and in my space. That's, that's what he just should have said. He should have said, hey, I'm going to treat my customer better than anybody else in my space is even capable of doing. Well, he doesn't want to say that. He has to tell you why all of this stuff. So let's talk about the other thing. He said vision. He said, I've got a great vision for this company, and I'm able to bring things to life that most people can't even see, but he sees them off the bat, so it's normal for him. And so I just wanted to help them kind of decode what you're saying <laughs> a little bit because you have to you, you have to help people understand. It's like, number one, customer service. Yeah, you got to treat people right. right. And then vision, hey, I can see things that no one else can see. It's kind of like the sixth sense, only with putting greens. Right. <laughs> I see golf. I see golf everywhere. <laughs> All right, one, we want w- one more thing. Well, and and, however, and, however you get there is fine. I'll decode it for yeah. him. I'm the Matt Whisperer. Well, and, and, and the other, the, uh, now that you you know thinking thinking back, it's so many so many times we've got we've got calls from cus- customers that, like you said earlier, um, um, have dealt or, or trying to deal with another company, and and maybe the maybe the situation was too big for them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've, I'm an extremely good problem solver. I, I will say that. I, mm-hmm. I find a way to, to get it done, figure it out. And, um, you know, by hook or crook, we're going to, you know, we're going to make it right. We're mm-hmm. going to we're gonna get this project done. In the case um, that you were just talking about that just happened recently, uh, what, what uh, some of the bigger jobs that we do nowadays with uh, when the national companies get involved – there is no there is no personal touch to it at mm-hmm. all. They're the, they're 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 wanting to use 
a subcontractor to do the tear out. They're going to want to use another subcontractor to put the dirt in and the, the drainage. We do that whole thing. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we take care of the whole package for people. And that's, that's something that, you know, is really hard to find nowadays. I mean, Absolutely. It's, it's a sub for this and a sub for that. So we, we, we just kind of take the whole tamale. And I, you know, we've always, I've always, I've, I've, I've put the money back in mm-hmm. to be able to do that, to have mm-hmm. the right equipment, to have, you know, to, to, handle all those situations mm-hmm. but all right uh, so let me decode that for everybody <laughs> uh number one we've got customer service number two we've got vision and the next one we've got problem solving and uh and and he, we've we've heard multiple times i mean problems get you excited you're like oh you have a problem i'm down let's solve it like let's figure it out <laughs> yeah so um and i think an, another thing in there um that you've found uh, that really helps your customers is you have a streamlined process. So you're constantly streamlining your customer service, vision, and problem solving. So, I mean, if you don't listen to, wow, it's hard to believe we've already been talking for uh, 25 minutes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but if, if, you, if you have only one thing to take away from this, it's have some customer service, have some vision, Solve problems and streamline, 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 streamline. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I mean, think about it. Like those four things. If you take that into any business and you keep doing those things, you're always you're always going to build a better business than you had a year ago. It's like one of uh, one of the things someone said. All right, Greg, you have two things. You can only give me two things to make Amazon better. And I said. Easy. I could make Amazon better than Jeff Bezos could if you if you do these two things. And everyone goes, what? What, huh? what are you saying? I said, get better and do more. So get better, that could be from learning, and then do more. More action and getting better. Like, if you think about those two things, and I'm always learning. And that's at this at the core of what I try to do. From whether it's sales, I'm the I'm the guy. Like right now, I'm in the middle of a uh, um, kind of a, a change. I'm trying to lo- lose 40 pounds. I can't believe I just said that on camera. So I mean, hey, whoa. 40 pound brothers, me yeah, too. Let's do it. So <laughs> so 40 pounds. I'm trying to lose 40 pounds. And so what did I do? I I, I think I ordered uh, it was 63 books on fitness for my Audible account. I've got up over 600 books just on Audible. So when I, when I do something and I don't fully understand it, I'm going to get better at it, and then I'm going to do it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you got to get better, do more. And on, honestly, if you do those two things, you're going to get better and do more. One of the things, I'm going to sign off now. Um, thank you so much, Matt, for, uh, for just having a great company, being an entrepreneur. I mean, I'm convinced that entrepreneurs are the backbone, the real backbone of America. And we are the reason why America is worth living in it. And so I thank you. I thank you for all the people that you help employ, all of the the, the dogs that you help go go pee-pee and poo-poo <laughs> in, 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 a, in a fun manner, and uh, all the great golf experiences you're putting around the world. Um, and then uh, just as I leave, guys, remember, 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 this is the Final Percent Podcast. They are going to be starting a podcast it is most likely going to be called the Plush Green uh, Podcast, but it may change. You never know when Joe gets involved. Um, 
So without further ado, remember, you have to be before you can do. You have to do before you can have. This is Greg Kimball with the Final Percent Podcast. (laughs) 